You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Alright, alright, alright. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Welcome aboard once again to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network from the ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And over there in Queens, New York, my dear brave soul, the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've had a fine and fantastic week. I am here, but not really. John's going to take over now, and uh, I'm here. You'll see me. When you hear me, it's me, but it's not me. It's me from a couple of days ago. Enjoy the show. That was actually that was actually Ed uh, working on his ventriloquist skills there. So, uh, but we'll... Uh... <laughs> We'll leave all the other comments to that uh, aside for the time being. Hey, listen, we're going to just jump right into things. We've got a lot to talk about, including hour number two, the the uh, ever-popular Just Killing Time uh, portion of our show. We are going to have the incomparable Shaletta Brundage uh, on with us here uh, to talk about uh, something that I tried to go out on a limb and talk about last week, but Trump tripped all over my tongue. And uh, so just not, she figured there's nobody that's going to be able to say it any better than her, by the way. Uh, good morning, Shannon. Thank you for jo- joining us here. Uh, let's get right into the old uh, uh, stock market reports. What do you say there, sir? It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by Painkillers. John will now read the numbers. Okay, Uber closed the week at 23.72, down 43 cents. Lyft closed the week at 15.77, down $1.63. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. Nobody wants that junk stock. <laughs> Nobody. Good Lord. Uh, but yet, Lyft is, uh, Lyft is plodding along. They're, they're talking about uh, 
building a hybrid network of uh, autonomous and driver vehicles. Uh, I don't know where they're going to uh, run with this. I've, I've set this uh, time and time and time again that these until every car, every single stinking car out there is a self-driving car. This is a this is disaster just waiting to happen. Absolutely. And they're stinking. They are stinking. They're, excuse me. They're sinking rather stinking too. They're sinking. You know, millions upon millions of dollars into this, and money they don't necessarily have. If if, if you uh, if you follow me with this, I, I don't think that they're. I just don't think it's a good uh, it's a good plan. I mean, because they'll never get, they'll never be able to completely eliminate the driver aspect and the drivers aren't where their problem is to begin with it. That's not why they're losing money. They're losing money because they are Uber and Lyft both are incredibly top heavy. They've got uh, thousands of people that are making six figures uh, within their, within their system. And that, well, that's where the problem is. It isn't the it isn't the poor driver that's you know lucky to make enough money to pay for his uh, for his gas and for his uh, uh, car expenses. Maybe have enough at the end uh, when it's all said and done to uh, buy a package of ramen noodles. But it's it's not uh, autonomous cars is not the idea. I'm sorry. It's not. I could not agree more. So you want to join in the conversation here? I'll say it uh, once. I'll say it a, a few times during the course of the show. Call or text 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Uh, you send us a text. I will read up, read your comments here as best as I can catch up with. Uh, you, If uh, you're watching on social media, we're uh, you're watching on social media. Ed totally distracted me. Just <laughs> damn you! Uh, if you're watching on social media, um, use the comment section. Uh, we'll uh, the only place you can't do that is on Twitter. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on YouTube. Um, unfortunately, you'll have to use the. Uh, you'll have to send a tweet if you want to comment via Twitter. So. Anyways, okay, moving on. We are we are going to talk a little bit about the January sixth uh, committee hearing. John, John from before, a couple before, of days ago. Before you do, why don't you explain to the folks why I'm not as vocal as? Oh, well, my dear friend Ed Van Ness. Uh, went and had a little bit of oral surgery over the uh, over the, the past week here, and at least that's what he wants me to tell everybody. I think he went out on a on a drunken uh, rampage here on Wednesday and uh, got socked clean in the jaw there. And... Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but. 
but he is here. He is he is omnipresent, as you can tell. And I'm waiting for him before too long to press the wrong button here to give the wrong response on something here, and then he's going to say, "Why the hell did I go through all this?" Nope. But nonetheless, okay. So, Ed, I'm sure you got a response filed here somewhere. Did you did you watch the uh, the hearings? Absolutely. I didn't get a chance to, unfortunately, but I was counting on news accounts, Twitter accounts, and and such. Uh, of course, Twitter didn't dis uh, didn't disappoint. We've uh, there were a bunch of a uh, bunch of people had a bunch of different opinions. I had to laugh how many people from the right side, including our uh, our friend Ken Coons, who made sure that they uh, uh, posted tweets from people who were trying to deflect this whole thing. You know, oh, our gas prices, oh, our... And we'll get into... We're actually going to talk about gas prices a little later on here today. But people don't realize the, the people... Uh, let me let me let me backtrack. They do realize they don't they don't want to admit that this is serious stuff. Um, this is this is like nothing that in our in at least in our time. Nothing like we'd ever remembered before. I mean, the closest thing that's come to uh, that we can remember might might have been Watergate. And even Nixon wasn't that crooked. Nixon wasn't that intent on getting reelected. And um, it's crazy. Absolutely not. They... uh, so they laid out the uh, they they laid out the the first uh, stretch of the um, of the uh, hearings uh, with uh, they aired Bill Barr testifying. They aired uh, Ivanka Trump, who has did a uh, did a comp- uh, something completely unexpected and. Basically saying that she respects William Barr and that uh, uh, <laughs> Daddy wasn't happy about that when Daddy says, uh, "Oh, she just checked out." She, you know, so. But I think Liz Cheney had an interesting uh, take. Uh, Liz Cheney said uh, had a little message for the. Uh, uh, Republicans, the the ones that are that are uh, backing backing Trump and uh, and going through and just riding the lie still to this day. And so I got just a little clip here, but she has a she has a message for her Republican colleagues tonight. I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, 
but your dishonor will remain. I think she covered that uh, so very well. Thank you. Yeah. She, uh, she definitely covered that. Um, the, this is going to keep going. I mean, this was just the, the first day of, of, of this uh, hearing. Uh, I guess from what I'm understanding, we go again on Monday morning this time. I don't know if they're going to be doing anything more in prime time. Uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, I'm being told, uh, on Monday. So, uh, if you can't watch it, um, set your DVR. This is, this is history in the making here, folks. Uh, I, I hate to, I hate to say this. This is, this is, uh, it's going to get, it's going to get, I hate to say it, but under no, uh, lack of better terms it's going to get better uh and you're going to find you're going to find some uh some trump supporters really clutching their pearls on this right now they're deflecting like crazy you know they are they are seriously you know well i'll tell you, here's one for you there's a reporter on a couple of different instances there on on Trump's new uh, social media uh, platform, Truth Social. You know, that was supposed to be the one that was all about free speech. Well, we got a few people on there talking about the the hearings, and they were permanently suspended from the platform. That didn't take long, boys and girls. So much for free speech. So there. So... Exactly. But uh, we had a couple of, we got some other commentary on uh, from January 6th. Uh, one of them uh, would be none other than uh, Miss Lindsay. Uh, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and roll in what, uh, what he had to say here. Do you believe, like Donald Trump believes, that the 2020 election was stolen? I accepted the the 2020 election. I think there was chicanery in these states, but I wasn't convinced that there was massive fraud to overturn the election. I voted to certify the election, but we do need election reform. There's clearly some abuse of mail-in voting, but that's not what this hearing's about. This hearing's about trying to blame President Trump in a fashion to change the outcome of the midterms. I could not agree less. That's exactly what Trump was trying to do. That's what this is all about, folks. This is exactly what this is all about. The Republicans, Trump, his allies, his minions, they wanted to change the results of a legal election. And... They were willing to do it at any means. So, Lindsey got it right. He just didn't realize just how how right he was. So, at this point in time, I want to I want to play a little clip here from uh, Robert Reich from January sixth. 
If you missed the first January 6th committee hearing, here is what you need to know. The committee drew a direct connection between Trump's tweets, his comments at the January 6th rally, and the mobilization of extremist groups like the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys. This is crucial to showing Trump's culpability for the resulting violence. In subsequent hearings, the committee will be laying out each element of a seven-part strategy to keep Trump in power, drafted by lawyer John Eastman, likely with evidence that the public hasn't yet seen. This will show how Trump's efforts to overturn the election were carefully calculated by Trump and that any effort to downplay their seriousness or his own involvement is misdirected. We will continue to hear live and tape testimony from multiple members of Trump's inner circle showing that no one believed his claims about voter fraud. Most importantly, we'll see how everyone in Trump's inner circle knew that what Trump was doing was wrong likely illegal and risked plunging the country into a constitutional crisis. Some resisted, some quit, others urged him on anyway. Finally, the gravity of these hearings is not lost on me. I remember watching the Watergate hearings nearly 50 years ago. What Richard Nixon did pales in comparison to Trump's actions. Trump stands alone among American presidents in his commitment to throw out the results of an election. No president or former president, should be above the law. The future of our democracy depends on holding Trump and his cronies fully accountable. That's what this is all about, folks. So there. This is, this is uh, the, uh, the hearings. Like I said, they're, they're going to be going. I don't know how many different uh, sessions they're going to wind up having. Uh, seven. Okay, so right around that. Uh, again, uh, I don't know if they're going to do anything more on prime time, but set your DVRs. I'm being told one more, one more on prime time. So, but if you can't watch it live, set set your DVR. This is uh, you're going to wind up finding out some stuff that you didn't know. You know, of course, the commission wasn't going to play all of its cards out in the open, out in the open media. And so you might ask yourself, what's the bottom line? What's the goal of this? Is the goal to get, have Trump arrested? Uh, I don't know. At the very least, I think the goal should be that he is not allowed ever to run for office again. Absolutely. Although there's part of me that would love to see him make a try at it. Just to watch him get his ass handed to him. See, Trump Trump hasn't had Trump hasn't had a big enough blow to his ego yet losing the election was not a big enough blow to him trump's used to you know having his ego massaged at every at every turn so he needs to suffer a few more blows to that to to that ego so we'll uh we'll just have to wait and see and and it's going to uh it's going to get interesting. I I'll have more to say it. about that next week. I hope so. <laughs> uh, 
Again, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. Hey, our friends there at um, I believe this is the Lincoln Project, if I'm not mistaken, uh, have their take on the uh, on the hearings and what should be happening and why this should be going on. The MAGA party knows what the 1-6 hearings will reveal. And the louder they get, <laughs> the more guilty they sound. What are you talking about? This is stupid. <laughs> A criminal conspiracy to overthrow the United States of America on January 6th came from the top. From the man who controls the GOP with an iron grip. Don't concede when there's theft involved. Carried out by his aides, his so-called lawyers. We have to forget about the law. His allies and his violent mob pushed by his media partners. All hell is going to break loose tomorrow. It's time to focus, to hold the line, and hold them accountable. The 1-6 committee needs to stop playing the polite old Washington game and crack down hard on the traitors who tried to destroy America. Insurrection! Because these hearings aren't about politics or party. They're about America's future. They're about a world that's run by you or them. Hang them all. Well, I tell you. I tell you, I tell you. It's, uh... Like I keep like I, like I say, it's it's gonna get you're gonna f- see stuff coming out that you weren't expecting to see, and I can't wait. I, I can't wait until uh, till it all until it all drops until it all falls in on them here. So the best is yet to come, as they as they say. Okay. So. I want to flip around to a different uh, to a different topic here, real quick. One that hits me in the pocket as well as every other uh, every other American, and that's the price of gas. Now we haven't talked a whole lot about that since uh, since things started getting crazy, but here in uh, here in Minnesota land. It's actually getting it's actually getting nuts as far as uh, gas prices go. Um, right now, the average uh, price for gas here in Minnesota is four dollars and seventy five cents a gallon. Now you might look at me and say, "Well, what the hell are you whining about?" Uh, people out in California who are paying six dollars a gallon. People Ed Ed and I were just talking uh, before the show that he just paid. Uh, Five was it? He said five thirteen. Five thirteen. Um. And yeah, it's crazy. I got a couple things that I I, I got a couple angles I want to take at this. First off, for those who are complaining about it, and yes, you know, it, it, look, it does. We're not used to it here. We're used to cheap gas here in this country. But if you go to think about what some of these other countries are uh, are paying per, uh, per gallon, it's it's crazy. I mean, France is paying eight dollars and fifty seven cents a gallon. Germany seven dollars and eighty nine cents a gallon. Israel eight dollars and thirty cents. 
The Netherlands, $9.11 a gallon. Sweden, $9.33. Denmark, $10.32. Norway, uh, $10.82. Hong Kong, $11.21 a gallon. Uh, closer to home, uh, I was asking uh, a couple of our friends from north of the border who uh, who told me that, uh, let me go get into this here real quick. Well. That uh, our, well, what do we got to do here? Let's do this. Let's look at that. And uh, our friend uh, Jafar uh, said it's pay- they're paying $2.15 per liter. Per liter. Well, you know what? That works out to be. That works out to be about $8.60 a gallon up there in Canada. Um, about the only place that's close by that seems to be fairly uh, fairly cheap is Mexico. Uh, Mexico, 21 pesos per liter works out to about $3.99 a gallon. Hmm. Wonder how many? I wonder how long it's going to be before Americans start crossing the border just to uh, to uh, buy uh, gas in uh, in uh, in Mexico. I could not agree I, more. I I don't know. I I don't. People have all kinds. Of, you know, of course, they're blaming Biden for this. Everything's Biden's fault. Inflation, Biden's fault. Everything. Um, does Biden have a little something to do with it? Well, I'm not going to completely argue with that. I know you're, you're, you're I, people are falling out of their chairs right now. John, but I don't, I, I don't call it a blame. Here's the, here's the deal. This administration has pushed harder than any previous administration to this date to try to get electric and other and other power and alternate uh, alternative uh, power sourcing for cars ed's mentioned on a couple occasions about uh, hydrogen but it seems to be that electric cars right now seem to be the fancy and they are starting to be produced. I think that is it is this administration's goal to make fossil fuels for cars a thing of the past by the end of the by the end of the decade. And um, there's a lot of good reasons for it. Even if you don't totally understand the uh, everything about. Uh, about climate change uh, there are other reasons just think if, if all of our vehicles were powered uh, by electricity now we wouldn't have to we wouldn't have to worry about getting into a very volatile market for for gasoline anymore now it's going to take some time it's going to take growth you got to be able to charge get these char- cars charged up a lot I could not quicker agree than, less. Uh, 
than what they are now. Okay, do you actually have a real comment with that? Yeah. You, you've got to generate the electricity. I, I totally understand that. But at this point in time, electricity, at least to this point in time, is still cheaper to generate to, you know, to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's, it's cheaper to produce than, than producing uh, fossil fuels. Nope. So you don't think so? Well, I'll have more to I say guess, about that next week. Okay, I guess we're boy, we're gonna and we're gonna have a disagreement. Woo! Mark it on your calendar here, folks. <laughs> and hey, you're also uh, uh, you're also welcome to join in too. Seven five four eight zero zero chat. Seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you uh, look, people aren't they're not pushing for electric vehicles just because it's the new flashy thing. There are there is good reasoning behind it. Again, a lot of it has to do with the environment. Um, but anyways. The fossil, the big oil is, big oil doesn't want this to happen. And big oil is going to go out of its way to make it stop happening. And if that means raising point, raising prices to the point where, um, and okay, so it's it has to do with production. Well, Big oil controls their controls their production as well. So if they're lowering, you know, if it's if they're lowering production, they're raising prices. It's all in the same. It's all in the same book. You have, uh, but big oil is is doing whatever it can to make things miserable enough on the American people where. It's going to be, you know, they're all going, you know, let's face it. We go to the, we go to the elections, you know, we go to the, to the, uh, ballot boxes. One of the first things we're thinking about is our pocketbooks. And right now people are thinking, oh my God, you know, with record inflation, record gas prices. Oh, let's get Republicans back in charge. And then, then of course the, the oil for the, Big oil will say, "Okay, well, we can. We're back to the old, we're back to the old norm here again. We can start producing more, and we can start doing this and that." Yep. So, but what really, you know, I don't know. You know, inflate the last time I remember inflation being even close to this bad was back in the early '80s. Um, but, and I was at that, that point in time, I was just a punk kid, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't understand how it all worked, but I honestly think that the price of the price of fuel is really driving the overall inflation picture right now. Quite frankly, it's getting to be real expensive to bring things to market can't 
you know, deal with as bad as gasoline prices are. Have you seen have you seen the cost of, of diesel fuel? That's outrageous. That's about in in most areas it's about a dollar more per gallon than uh, than regular gas. And that's our truckers, our independent truckers who are relying on that diesel fuel to get your products, get your uh, get your uh, your goods to the market, if you will. So, if you want to, de- if you want a demon in this, blame big oil. Big oil is controlling the purse strings. They are trying to, uh, they are trying to influence the the market. They're trying to, you know, they they don't want to lose their share of the. Uh, of the uh, wealth here, which Heck. would come if uh, what would happen if they wound up uh, uh, even having to split the fuel market with uh, with electric vehicles? Hang them all. So, uh, I think we need a, a, a we. I think we needed a, another refresher course here. Um, our one of my most favorite segments is when we can dial up politics girl here and she is fiery mad about something again this week so let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and bring her to the table and uh we'll talk a little bit about that after this the shooting in uvalde tells us once and for all that everything the right-wing nra messages is wrong a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun bullshit There were dozens of trained good guys there, and they did nothing while those children were slaughtered in their classroom. Mandatory waiting periods, expanded background checks, and raising the minimum age for buying firearms won't work. Bullshit. This kid waited until he turned 18, walked into a gun store, and bought two AR-15s and over 1,600 rounds of ammunition. No one stopped him. No one questioned his motives. He didn't need training or insurance. He didn't have to wait three days or a month while his history was checked. Sure. He had no prior felonies. There was no restraining order against him. But he'd been publicly threatening to rape people. He had a bunch of women turn him in for violent and disturbing online behavior. And yet this troubled kid could just walk into a store and buy a semi-automatic weapon. Well, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Sure, people kill people. But people with guns kill more people faster and more efficiently. How many children could this disturbed individual have killed with a knife or a hammer or a bat or a rock before he was taken down by someone in that classroom or the lying cowards from the Uvalde Police Department? Would he have even wanted to do it if he didn't have the pleasure of blowing people away with a gun, especially that kind of gun? And why didn't the police engage him? Because that kind of gun has no business in the hands of untrained civilians. The police know what an AR-15 can do to the human body, and they wanted no part of it. The police were scared of that gun. Well, that's why we need to militarize the police. Bullshit. The Uvalde police have their own SWAT team. 40% of the entire city budget goes to their department. It didn't make a difference. They did nothing for 78 minutes while parents begged them to save their children. They say they were waiting for a key, for border patrol, for more information. They can't get their story straight. But while they were diddling around and tasing and handcuffing parents who were losing their minds listening to their children dying, they were covering their ass and protecting themselves. But we have to respect the cops, defer to them, trust them. Bullshit. They lie. Police officers seem ready and willing to use all types of force on unarmed people across America. But a real firefight, even at 20 to 1 odds, not so much. Well, my Second Amendment right says, who cares? 
Who cares what your Second Amendment right says? It was written over 200 years ago when these weapons weren't even imagined possibilities. You want to tailor our laws to originalism, to what our founding fathers were thinking at the time? Well, they weren't thinking about AR-15s and body armor and infinite rounds of ammunition. And they certainly didn't write the amendment to protect guns over children. They put in well-regulated for a reason. And it's about time we stopped ignoring that part of the amendment. Ban assault rifles. Raise the legal buying age, instill a mandatory waiting period, do background checks, insist on insurance and training, pass laws for safe storage and hold people responsible for what happens with their weapons. You have the right to own guns, but we have the right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness and our rights trump yours. Your arguments are played out. They're done. We're done. Doesn't get uh, doesn't get much better than that. She uh, she has it right on point there, right on point. Everything, you know, the only good thing, if you can say anything as good as come has come about this with uh, Uvalde, is that to my surprise, this is not being shuffled away quite so fast this time you know usually when you've had when you've had other mass shootings sandy hook uh you've had you know the uh, pulse nightclub you've had all these other mass shootings in within a couple three days four days we're not talking about it anymore we're we're looking at the new shiny object but we're not letting this one go away. People have, I think it's true that people have had enough. And you've got groups like the NRA clutching their pearls. You've got other, other people. Again, remember something about the NRA, folks. The NRA is not about your rights as a gun owner it is about as long as the nra exists the gun manufacturers will be the ones that'll they'll always you'll always make sure that they will be able to peddle their products absolutely and i think that this all is at the feet of the nra i think that if for whatever reason i didn't realize it until just uh until just a couple of weeks ago that the NRA was a nonprofit. They're not paying taxes. Yet they yet they are nope. chucking money right and left at different uh, uh, political campaigns. They're 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 throwing money at uh, at pro gun politicians across uh, across the uh, across the country. Yep. And. I think until the NRA is dealt with, uh, and you know, I'm not trying to say abolish the NRA. Hang them all. But it's like it, it's kind of like uh, the same thing I feel with churches. You know, if churches are going to take political stands, well, then they should be paying taxes. And I think that the NRA is in the same boat. If you're going to be taking political stands, if you're going to get involved in American politics, then 
you need to pay taxes. Yes. And we'll see. We'll see at that point in time. lost john john's uh john's muted himself now so we're gonna he doesn't he can't hear me so i'm gonna play a bit here john's talking not gonna go and go into a building with all the teachers armed so you you you'd like the teachers to to, to carry weapons yeah everybody should be allowed to carry a weapon except maybe on an airplane John, John apparently isn't getting the message that we can't hear him. Okay. Uh, so we'll just sit here in silence. Or I'll, I'm going to play that bit and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come out of the other side of it. Let it play through, John. I'm not going to go and go into a building with all the teachers armed. So you, you, you'd like the teachers to, to, to carry weapons? Yeah, everybody should be allowed to carry a weapon, except maybe on an airplane. Right. So, so teachers should have a weapon yeah. on them in the classroom? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think that would be intimidating to, for, for the students to have their teacher with a gun? Oh, I want him there. And um, so teachers with guns, possible solution? Yeah, I know it is. And they need to put to death all these people who are on death row. You want to put them to death? Put them dead quickly. You want you want to kill you want to kill all those people. Yeah, kill them. Yeah, that's it. They ought to have, have public execution where everybody sees it. Public execution. You, you believe yeah, in public execution? Old days. Old days. I'm all for public execution. And what are your thoughts on abortion? I'm against abortion. It's murder. That's why I got this shirt right here. You said you said you're 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 against abortion. Yeah, it's murder. You want to bring back you want to bring back public executions? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I got 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 the, the info there. Okay. Everybody can see it. Bring your lunch and drink your favorite drink, and we'll watch the execution. And people will say, well, "Seems normal." Huh? Seems normal. Why not? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know what that one was about. There, to tell you the truth, I forgot to take a look at that one. Uh, yes, I'm back. Thank you very much. I had a little technical glitch on this side of the aisle. Okay. Uh, some, okay. Something on my side here froze up, and uh, we're back. Everything's hunky-dory. So, anyways, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. That's the number. Give us a call if you want to uh, join in on the or in the conversation uh, like i was going to try to say here before i everything went crazy with my audio is coming up in just killing time uh the uh, talented shaletta brundage will be joining us to talk about uh her talk about a few things her, her recent trip down to texas her uh the fact of the matter is is that she is a best-selling author children's book best-selling author so absolutely we are we're gonna talk a lot about that here that's coming up in hour number two but uh, right now we still we still have a whole lot more to, uh, to uh, cover here <laughs> 
Uh, how about... Uh, you don't say. Oh, yeah, I do say. How about this, uh, this pastor from... Uh, where the hell is he from anyways? Georgia, Alabama, something like that? But uh, let's go ahead and roll this here and see what you think. What does God say is the answer, is the solution for the homosexual in 2022 here in the New Testament, here in the book of Romans, that they are worthy of death? These people should be put to death. Every single homosexual in our country should be charged with the crime, the abomination of homosexuality that they have. They should be convicted in a lawful trial. They should be sentenced with death. They should be lined up against the wall and shot in the back of the head. That's what God teaches. That's what the Bible says. You don't like it, you don't like God's word. Because that is what God says. Yeah, happy Pride Week, everybody. I could not agree less. Good Lord. Um, I wasn't I'll have going more to, to say just, about uh, that yeah. next week. Okay, well, we, I, I'll be looking forward to that. <laughs> looking forward to it. Um, speaking, speaking of which, while that, uh, while that pastor is flapping his, uh, lips, we've got, uh, Fox News trying to, uh, all of a sudden, uh, reach out as an ally, except for one thing. We really know what their real colors are here. So we'll roll this real quick. Celebrate Pride Month with Fox News. Meet important voices of the LGBTQ plus community and go inside their incredible contributions. Part of America Together on Fox News. Leah Thomas is a man. Uh, the fact that he perceives himself allegedly to be a woman does not make him a woman. Just basic reality there. Yeah, th th he's allowed to be inside the locker room, to be in the pool because it makes you know, his advantage happy or whatever it is because it makes them happy, her, her happy. It doesn't give him the right to just ignore that he has a biological advantage over his female competitors. Self-indulgence and malignant narcissism even when it comes to what you're willing to do to others in order to get what you want when it is inherently and completely unfair. Men competing in women's sports, okay? You're either all for it or you are a transphobe. You misgendering again, Joel. I, I mean, we're gonna have to put you in some type of PC prison here. When a man calls himself a woman, you have to pretend that person is telling the truth. No, actually, that's a man that we're looking at. It's kind of a, a cultic, uh, religious, uh, movement uh, with with the trans movement. Marketing complicated topics of sexuality and gender, that's grooming. You shouldn't be talking to kindergartners about gender identity, especially if you're not their parents. That's creepy. You should be arrested for that. You get beaten up, you should be beaten up. Some teachers pushing sex values on your third grader, why don't you go in there and thrash the teacher? This goes beyond just predatory grooming. This goes to the point of, of really psychological torture. Celebrate Pride Month with Fox News. Yep. Yep. There, there is a, <laughs> I, I, I find probably the most hypocrisy you'll see this week is right there. Uh, Moving Fox on. Gonna, uh, well, there is no, there is no moving on from it. The fact is, is that there are a bunch of hypocrites there and they have their, there, on one hand, you were up there. We're celebrating Pride Week, and we're we're uh, 
you know, doing all this. And then the next thing, he, all you have to do is go back and look at their shows. And um, every time they do something that makes them feel a little uncomfortable, a little, oh, my God, oh, my hell, clutch my pearls. God damn, I've been saying that way too much today. The fact of the matter is, folks, is I'm right on that horizon of 60 years old myself. And I was uh, I was raised a heterosexual male, have no, uh, no interest, no... Uh, Nothing when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, gay being gay or or being a transsexual transsexual or anything else. Okay, I don't and a lot of I don't understand a lot of it. But here is the bottom line: it's not my business to understand. Not my business. It's not. It's not something that affects me until we are talking about infringing the rights on the rights of other human beings and making them less of a human being because of what's going on in their body. You have no idea. You have no idea whatsoever what goes on in that process. There are still people that are thinking that the swimmer, the name, the name uh, escapes me, was doing this. Leah Thompson. Went through this whole process. Thank you, Leah Thompson. Just to just to get an advantage in uh, in swimming. That's the only reason that she went through this through this entire process, which I understand isn't very easy to begin with. I'm back. So you're back. That's back. good. He said he'd be back, I'm and back. he's right. I'm back. I'm back. So so. Okay. Let me move here to one one thing I one final thing here that I had that's kind of flown under the radar here, and you heard last week about the uh, about the guy who uh, went to uh, Justice Kavanaugh's place armed had uh, I guess had the the ties, strip ties for, you know, for handcuffs, handcuffs, basically. Um, it was said that he had, he had every intention in, in, uh, assassinating Kavanaugh right away. 
people are uh, people are uh, out there and raising hell about this. This was this was a uh, this was a clip from uh, Chuck Schumer back. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I think this was actually from a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken. But but they got dug up here. So let's play this real quick. Taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. So, all right. Well, right away, that's you know that's deemed a threat. But. Nobody, Absolutely not. Nobody has, that I know of, has suggested that anybody show up at Kavanaugh's place and, uh, and try to kill him or try to injure him, try to detain him. Although uh, I do remember a group of people uh, back a couple of years ago uh, when there was the Michigan governor when they were trying to, uh, when they were trying to uh, find her and and uh, and take her into uh, custody, well, that seemed to be okay. Oh, we'll just brush that under the rug. Yep. No big deal here. Nothing to see here. But nope. Nobody at all is suggesting violence against uh, Kavanaugh or anybody else, for that matter. I understand the whole the whole deal with bullies and everything, but I, I've always there's nobody to my knowledge suggested that this should be taking place. Uh, I don't condone it. As a matter of fact, I strongly condemn it. If you're going, to, if you were going, if this individual was going to Kavanaugh's place with intent then he should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. We don't, uh, like uh, like I've said on a couple other occasions, get off my team. You're not doing any good. This isn't what this is all about. This isn't what the progressive, liberal, call it whatever you want. That's not what this movement is all about. This movement is about making changes at the ballot box. That is our that is our weapon, if you will, is the ballot box. In free and fair elections. And that is that's what it, uh, that's the only way to do it. You know, I'm sorry. I don't I'm not trying to have things I don't want to see things uh, fall down the rabbit hole and, and, and uh, wind up into something like a civil war or, or what have you because uh, I hate well one thing I hate to tell you at this point in time at least uh, all the good guys better known as the United States military they're the ones with the guns you don't want to mess around with that but nonetheless no we're not we're not talking about trying to start some sort of an armed conflict and starting to try to pick off uh, pick off Supreme Court judges or politicians or anything to that matter. 
So, oh, what do we got? We got about five minutes here left in this. Uh, uh, yep. In this particular hour, we have, uh, uh, like I said, we have the usual bill of fare on hour number two, just killing time. The uh, often uh, the I should say much anticipated one hit uh, battle of the one hit wonders where we had our little our new twist in it this week yes uh we uh we had uh of course the uh the birthdays the I'm all uh, doped up here more than usual the uh boy that that random especially when i don't see your voice when i don't see your lips move <laughs> that gets me but uh, you know, we got the Wayback uh, yes. machine as well. So, so all of that. Moving on. Plus, like I said, plus, like I said, we will also have our friend Shaletta Brundage join us here. This I I am I am so excited about this. This is uh, I I I just cannot wait. We got time to roll one more clip here. Well, we're going to make I the media pay t- for what they did to me. They made it hard for me to live a normal life. I can't go yeah. out into public. I can't go to the store. It's hard for me to go anywhere without security. Shoot, doing basic things like taking my dog to the dog park is difficult. So they made it really difficult to be normal and they affected future job opportunities to me. I don't think I'll ever be able to work or get a job because I'm afraid an employer may not hire me. You think? Raise your hand if you feel sorry for him. Bueller? Bueller. Nope. Bueller? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Sorry. Don't feel sorry for you. Want to? You want to run down the streets like some redneck Rambo, shooting your gun. You know, if if things can't change for you legally, society society has said you're an idiot, and hopefully the best job you'll be able to make is uh, or do is. I don't know. Maybe you drive Uber or something like that. I don't know. I don't feel. I don't feel a bit sorry for him. You know, he'll be on. He'll be the poster boy on these uh, on these right wing talk shows for a while, and then they'll get bored with him too. They'll find another shiny penny. So, what do we got here? Still got a minute and a half to go. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I'm just going to try to babble a little bit more here because it's about time to uh, put a wrap on the first hour here. So we'll uh, see you here in hour number two of Just Killing Time. You're listening to the Taxi Stand on Radio 3FI.
T-F-I. You found Just Killing Time with John and Ed. Come on now! On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. If you are watching live, the comment section is open. From a payphone, call collect. All right, it's that time again. Welcome aboard to Just Killing Time here. Hour number two of the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and the Radio TFI streaming network. Once again, from the ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com studios in St. Paul, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And over there in the brand spanking new Radio TFI Executive Tower there in Queens, New York. It is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've had a fine and fantastic week. I am here, but not really. John's going to take over now, and uh, I'm here. You'll see me. When you hear me, it's me, but it's not me. It's me from a couple of days ago. Enjoy the show. We are beaming to you live from the new Radio TFI Executive Tower. We're in the brand new studio right now. And hopefully next week I'll be able to speak live. John, take it over. <laughs> you are you just heard from the Stepford Ed, by the way. <laughs> tell him why. I uh, I feel tell, bad for him. I tell, feel bad for tell him. Tell him why. He uh Ed uh Went out in a drunken, uh, went out in a little drunken tizzy the other night and smarted off to somebody and got socked square in the jaw. And uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> no, seriously, in all seriousness, he had had a little bit of oral surgery here uh, uh, over uh, this uh, last week. And... Uh, well, anytime you start cutting away at flesh and bone and what have you, it's going to leave a mark. And uh, that it did. So, like he said, like he said in the uh, in the opening in the uh, market report, it was sponsored by painkillers. <laughs> exactly. Just remember, everything good in moderation. Okay, so well, actually, got uh, quite a bit to cover here in in uh, hour number two, just killing time. So wh- why don't we get right on top of it here uh, with the uh, birthdays, if we if we will. So-
Kate and Ashley, of course. Olsen will be 36 years old. You got it, dude. Chris Evans will be 41. He provides the voice for Buzz Lightyear in the new Lightyear animated movie. Oh, okay. Of course, you may also know him as Captain America. And before that, uh, uh, the, uh, what the hell, Johnny, whatever, Flame On from Fantastic Four. Human Torch. The Human Torch. Thank you very much. Uh, Tim Allen will be 69 years old. Speaking of Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, no kidding, huh? Uh, let's see. We're going on to the 14th now where Steffi Graf will be 53 years old. Married to another former tennis great, Andre Agassi. Really? So, also, uh, Boy George. Boy George will be 61 years old. Oh, Boy George. And we couldn't... I don't know if I'm going to, if we're celebrating this, but we have to mention it because it is indeed the case. Also on the 14th, the former guy, that guy, yes, you know who I'm talking about, will be 76 years old. Would you who shut up, man? <laughs> oh, moving on to the 15th, where Courtney Cox will be. 58 years old. Made her debut in Bruce Springsteen's first video, Dancing in the Dark. I do seem to remember that. Uh, let's see. Helen Hunt will be 59. Love to run mad about you. See, the movie that I liked that, that, uh, that she did, I loved her role in Twister. I don't that that movie didn't uh, that movie didn't catch on like some uh, do, but I, that was a good movie and she was great in that movie. Uh, let's see, moving on here. Also on the fifteenth, uh, where the Chinese president Xi, uh, Xi Jinping will be sixty nine years old. First Trump, now this guy. Where's Knucklehead from North Korea? Uh, not this week. Uh, moving on to the 17th, where Kendrick Lamar will be 35. Mr. Shannon, name one song by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I, I will have to respectfully pass. And uh, let's see, also on the 17th, Barry Manilow. And I tell you a few Barry Manilow songs. He'll be 79. Here at the Copa, Copa Cabana. And, and did you know that he writes all the songs? He writes the songs. He says it. <laughs> all right. Last but not least, speaking of songwriters from the 18th, where Paul McCartney will be 80 years old. Even at 80, he's still the youngest Beatle. Yes, he is. Absolutely. All right, that, well, that, uh, that does it uh, for birthdays for this week. So 
if your uh, if your birthday falls in this uh, in this upcoming week, we wish you a happy birthday, and uh, we will uh, catch up with more birthdays uh, next week. I hope. <laughs> All right, what do you say, there, partner? Let's go right ahead and uh, let's just go right in and rev up the old engine here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine, a look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon. All right. Get rid of that noise, for Christ's sake. All right. So we're looking at events here from the upcoming week, and we had a few. Uh, where we go back to 1931, where Al Capone was indicted on 5,000 counts of prohibition and perjury. And that was all after he was famously charged with tax evasion. <laughs> 1942, Anne Frank gets her diary as a birthday present in Amsterdam. You think the pandemic was bad? Anne Frank and her family had to spend two years living there were about eight or ten people in an apartment and they couldn't make a sound try that well if you if you have to do that or either that or die i mean well i guess you'd be awfully quiet uh 1964 nelson mandela is sentenced to life in prison in south africa Nelson Mandela, somebody else who spent a lot of time confined, and you thought your two years in the pandemic was something. <laughs> All righty. Moving on to the 13th, where in 1866, the U.S. House of Representatives passes the 14th Amendment, Civil Rights Amendment. And you can bet if the GQP takes power, they will repeal the 14th Amendment as well. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me any. In, uh, on the 14th, in 1966, Miami beats St. Petersburg in the Florida State League 4-3 in a 29-inning game, the longest interrupted game in organized baseball. I beg to differ, sir. That honor goes to the Pawtucket Red Sox and the Rochester Red Wings, two teams from the AAA International League. They played the longest game in professional baseball history. It lasted 33 innings with 8 hours and 25 minutes of playing time. But was it uninterrupted? That's the key thing. Uh, Going on to the 15th, where... In 1965, Bob Dylan records Like a Rolling Stone, which is number one in Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. As Bob Dylan once said, I wonder why, I wonder if there's any surprise why uh, Like a Rolling Stone would be the number one song in Rolling Stone magazine. Hmm. 
just makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the 16th, where in 1960, Psycho, the uh, psychological horror film directed by Alfred Hitchcock, starring Janet Lee, Anthony Perkins, and Vera Miles, opens in New York City. Remember, there's a fine line between psychic and psycho. Okay. In uh, 1978, the film Grease opens, starring John Travolta and Olivia Neutron. Uh, I just about ready to say Olivia Neutron Bomb. <laughs> Olivia Newton John, based on the 1971 musical. Moving on. In 1902, The Wizard of Oz musical first opens in Chicago. This was an actual one-line review from when it opened. Quote, transported to a surreal landscape, a young girl kills the first person she meets and then teams up with three strangers to kill again. Follow the bloodstained road. Oh, my God. (laughs) Actual review. In 1909, Jim Thorpe makes its makes his first baseball pitching debut for the Rocky Mount I'm uh, ECL League uh, with a 4-2 win that will cause him to forfeit all his Olympic gold medals. Jim Thorpe truly was the first All-American athlete in every way possible. Okay, moving on to the 17th, where Charles Goodyear obtains his first rubber uh, patent. It is balloon! Moving on to uh, to 1971, where Carole King's album Tapestry goes number one on the U.S. album charts and stays there for 15 weeks. Boy, anytime I hear Carol King, I just feel like a natural woman. Yeah, as well you should. And on, uh, let's see, on the, on the 18th now, where American aviator Amelia Earhart becomes the first woman to fly across the Atlantic Ocean, landing in Burry Point, Wales. Personally, I believe Amelia Earhart and Jimmy Hoffa are off living on an island somewhere. But then again, that's just me. Key. And last but not least for the 18th on 1940, where Winston Churchill's This Was Their Finest Hour speech urging perseverance during the Battle of Britain was delivered to the British House of Commons. I'll bet and... you didn't know I do a pretty fair Winston Churchill myself. Here. <clears throat> That if the British Empire and its Commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will still say this was their finest hour. <sighs> my, 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 my. I can't wait to get you live. <laughs> I cannot wait to get you live again. And here all this time, I was actually kind of feeling sorry for you. All right. Well, let's see. What do we say? 
we, without further ado, move right on to our next little segment here. And this would be none other than the Battle of the One-Hit Wonders. So play it, maestro. And now, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present the Battle of the One-Hit Wonders. Here's your match official, John Shannon. All right, well, let's get right to it here. Let's go ahead and uh, bring on the challenger for this week uh, from uh, 19, excuse me, yeah, from 1982, Dexie's Midnight Runners. Our champion racking up quite an impressive uh, little winning streak of their own. It's Terry Jacks from 1970. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun, but the hills that we climbed were just seasons out of time. Goodbye, Papa, please pray for me. I was the black sheep of the family. Tried to teach me right from wrong Too much wine and too much song Wonder how I got along Goodbye, Papa, it's hard to die And that was your champion again this week, Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks, uh, who faced a, an interesting challenge this week from Come On Eileen by Dexie's Midnight Runners. But once the votes were all tabulated and crunched, the numbers were crunched, the pencils were pushed, and your winner, and still, Battle of the One Hit Wonders champion, it's Terry Jacks from 1974. We've known each other since we were nine or ten. Together we've climbed hills and trees Learned of love and ABC Skinned our hearts and skinned our knees Goodbye my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Now that the spring is in the air Pretty girls are everywhere Think of me Seasons out of time Goodbye, Papa, please pray for me I was the black sheep of the family You tried to teach me right from wrong Too much wine and too much song Wonder how I got along Goodbye, Papa, it's hard to die When all the birds 
see them, I'll be there. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the wine and the song, like the seasons, have all gone. Michelle, my little one, you gave me love and helped me find the sun. And every time that I was down, you would always come around and get my feet back on the ground. Goodbye, Michelle, it's hard to die when all the birds are singing in the sky. Starfish on the beach. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the stars we could reach were just starfish on the beach. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the wine and the song, like the seasons, have all gone. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the hills have declined. Quite an impressive uh, uh, four-week run there for our uh, champion of one-hit wonders, uh, Terry Jacks. By the way, uh, uh, Seasons in the Sun did take this one with 60.8% of the vote. That that is, that is, I think, about as close as it's been with any of these since, uh, since we've been doing this. So nice little late run by uh, Come On Eileen, but uh, not quite enough if you will so my my dear friend uh, ed you alone you have kept the the challenger you are responsible for uh, this week's challenger you have kept it a secret to this point in time so uh who are we facing this week check your phone uh, okay. check, you. check your phone Oh, check my phone. Check okay. Phone. Well, let's see. What do we got here? We have... The what? <laughs> Tub... What the hell? Okay. According to what I'm seeing here, next week's challenger will be Tub Thumping by Chumbawak by Chumbawamba from 
Oops. Let's hope I don't have a whole lot of time to have to, or many more times where I have to practice saying this. But uh, so that was Chumbawang, Chumbawamba. Good Lord. Uh, tub thumping from 1997. Good Lord Almighty. And he did that to me on purpose. I realize he did that on purpose because he knew that this would be one that he wouldn't okay. be able to say. He wouldn't be able to say this. He, he would, that would have, I sh, it would have pained him to have to say that. So for that, I hope that that song gets a severe thrashing in next week's polls. Good Lord. Well, and as for usual, you can vote on uh, these two choices, either our uh, returning champion here or current champion, Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks, uh, or uh, Tub Thumping by whatever the hell their name is. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You can go to uh, you can go to our uh, Twitter feed, or you can go to uh, our Facebook group, Friends of the Taxi Stand Hour. You don't and, say. Uh, that's right, I do say. And uh, go ahead and uh, cast your cast your vote for that. So, for the past couple of days, I've had the seven dwarfs syndrome. I've been sneezy, happy, grumpy, sleepy, and dopey, mostly all at the same time. Basically, I haven't been bashful yet, and I'm no doctor, but I do play one on the radio. Yeah, well, dopey's been tagging along for quite a while, but we'll just leave that at the, <laughs> leave that there. <laughs> so there. Gotcha. <laughs> all right, well... Let's see. We got a couple of minutes here before uh, uh, Shaletta joins us here. Let's see what we can uh, pull out of our our little uh, pocket here, if you uh, if you will. Here, I know that we've got a couple of stories that caught my eye. Now, just a matter of oh, here we go. So apparently. Uh, the PGA Tour, I'm not a big golf fan, so I, I will say that this uh, uh, this really didn't mean a hill of beans to me. But uh, apparently Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson launched uh, tee shots in the Saudi-funded golf league on uh, Thursday. And it wasn't long before the PGA Tour said its players who took part were no longer welcome, even if they had already resigned. So I think that, uh, look, golf to me, that's golf is a, is a boring sport to me, at least in person. It is that much more boring watching it on TV. And I realize, I realize why. You know why golf, why people don't watch, or why people, I don't care for golf, and why I don't watch bowling on TV? Because there's no defense. 
There's no defense in goalie in in golf rather. If you had, uh, let's have another guy while you're at your at your tee shot. Let's let's have a, another guy from 50 yards away make a charge at you and uh, sack you before get, before get a chance to sack you before you get to sh- uh, fire off that shot. That would make the sport sport far much more interesting, in my opinion. So. So anyhow, all right. Well, we will Moving have on. in uh, in uh, just a couple of minutes here. We're going to wind up having Shaletta Brundage joining us. Uh, but let me go to this here real quick. She uh, there was a news story that they did on her about her little uh, trip down to uh, Texas over this uh, past week. This is from uh, uh, KENS-TV in San Antonio. And as Uvalde deals with tragedy, some outsiders are trying to bring a small sense of normalcy to the small South Texas town. This week, a summer reading program for children kicked off at the community library in Uvalde. And as Ken's Five, Sarah Forgani shows us today, they received a generous gift from an author and comedian who made the 1,000 mile trek to make that special delivery. You know, thoughts and prayers are important, but at some point you gotta do something. Shaletta Brundage knew she had to help in the days after the Uvalde school massacre. She just needed the how. And so um, I saw a story uh, about um, the folks at El Progreso Library and how they were providing the summer reading program for the children there. Uh, It kicked off yesterday. And I called the librarian and I said, how can I help? He said, well, you know, I've, I've seen your children's books and I really like the work that you're doing. Send me some books. Brundage didn't just send books. She and her husband, Sean, went the extra mile, or 1,300 miles, you could say. And then Sean sent me a text message and said, we're going to uh, Uvalde, aren't we? I said, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well on her way from Minnesota, she was speaking from her family's RV and bringing along a very special gift. We loaded up uh, a thousand copies of my uh, new autism children's books, Brandon Spots is signed. Brundage is a children's book author and mom to four children, three of whom are autistic. She says books give children an escape. Books give kids an opportunity to see the world through a different lens. And, you know, when those kids in Uvalde see Brandon's story and see him being afraid, but then getting courage to do and try new things, it will spark something in them to be fearless and courageous too. And sparking hope, not just among kids, adults from all over Texas joined a book drive to help Brundage when she made a stop in her hometown of Houston. Uh, the community in Houston just overwhelmed me. In addition to her own donation, she now has another 1,000 books bought and given by complete strangers, making for a total of 2,000 books. And the giving doesn't stop there. Uh, three of my podcasters live in Dallas. And they said, well, what are you doing for the librarians? And I said, I hadn't even thought about the librarians. And they said, that's okay, we have. We are going to create some of our signature travel gift baskets um, and gift them to the librarian. The director of El Progreso Memorial Library says these new books 
will help hundreds of children in Uvalde. We normally have several hundred children who signed up for the program, and we need all the books that we can get. Sarah Forgani, Kent's Five. Well, Brundage has also donated books after hurricanes devastated Lake Charles and following the shooting in Buffalo, New York. That is our dear friend, Shaletta Brundage. By the way, our dear friend and best-selling author for Brandon Spots His Sign, number one in Amazon, under children's books. So uh, there's nothing that there's nothing this woman can't do. And we're, uh, we're just awaiting. We, t we told her, we got a little ahead of ourselves here. Uh, we, uh, we told her to, uh, to come on with us here at about, uh, about nine minutes from now, eight, nine minutes from now. So, uh, at this point in time, I, I, I guess I, I just I really can't say enough. I, I can talk a little if you. Uh, I'm sure, sure. Go, uh, go right ahead. Uh, well, I'm not going to talk a lot, but I can. I can. I'm. I'm it's feeling better. I'm. I'm right at that point. Uh, I. Uh, I'm at that point of the day where where my. I'll be taking my meds again in about two hours, and uh, things start to wear off. I'm, I'm very sore, which is why I haven't been speaking. I hope you guys can hear me right now. I'm, I'm trying to be very deliberate with how I speak, but if you're watching us, I've got... <laughs> it does look like I've been beat up. Yes, yes, it, it, but that's just where the surgery was done. And that's just blood pooling literally in my jaw on both sides. Uh, I had the surgery on Thursday. Friday I woke up and there was the one on my right side and I called the doctor immediately. Saturday the other one showed up. Uh, I'm sore, uh, but it's we're getting there. I should be back able to... Uh, I'm back, I'm back to yelling, screaming, and all that other good stuff. Next week he'll be back busting my chops again. That is absolutely correct. I uh, I tried to preload as much stuff as I could. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. But John, you've done a you've done a masterful job here today. Oh, uh, uh, it goes with, to show this is a two man show. There's absolutely and, and and those men are are, are uh, Abbott and Costello, uh, <laughs> or Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's 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 been difficult to just sit here for the most part uh but uh we are we are very happy that Shaletta is going to join us and uh uh there was something there was something i was going to say but i i can't for the life of me uh i'm looking forward to it i i'll be bowing out I won't be an active participant in that conversation because, well, because of this, because of, <laughs> uh, because of my mug and because of how I sound. And, uh, but this was all on oh. top of moving. And so we got, we're in the new place right now. The new place isn't finished, but I got in Monday night and I got what I wanted. I have a bed. And a sofa and a TV, so that come Thursday I could 
to the surgery. And this weekend, the whole plan was just to, I've done nothing. I haven't left the house since I got home Thursday. And just being part miserable and just healing and, and all manner of good things. So, uh, so that's, that's why you haven't heard a lot from me today. Uh, but I should be back full strength next week. Well, we generally try not to, uh, in the second half mix in, uh, mix in our political stuff, but there were a couple of things that actually were a, a, a little bit, a little bit funny here, uh, oh, uh yeah. from the realm. First off, uh, here's, here's Ed's favorite right here. Uh, somebody recreating, uh, new, new words for the English dictionary as that's, we, that's your girl. That's your girl. And why their due process rights are being so fragrantly and horrifically violated. That's your girl, John. Fragrantly. Fragrantly. She trying to say that it stinks or that it smells mm. good or. She's, hmm. a, she's a nitwit. Let's go to this guy next. With the, uh, this, this guy is from South, South Dakota. Dakota. John, John Thune. Ouch, that hurts to say. Here. In my state, they use them to shoot prairie dogs and, you know, other types of varmints. And so I think that there are legitimate reasons why people would want to have them. And I think the challenge you have already is that there are literally millions of them available. In this. He's talking about AR-15s. Yeah. Prairie dogs. Just to shoot them varmints. Yeah. By the, prairie dogs. By the, by the way. The bullet was invented about 50 years after the Second Amendment was written. Just saying. Just saying. You know, it, it's funny, though. I was in uh, in the Denver area a few years ago. And he, <laughs> he is right about that particular part of the, uh, of the country with prairie dogs, though. It's funny. Have you ever, you can just nod one way or another. Have you ever heard or seen the game, the whack-a-mole game? Yes. <laughs> Literally watching them, they pop up out of the hole, pop their heads out of the hole, go right back down, pop their head in. It's, it's funny. It's like a huge field and it's, it's like a gigantic whack-a-mole game. So, so what, what, what he's saying is that that would justify everybody in New York City getting an AR-15 to take care of the rat population. Well, yeah, there you go. That's probably the justification. God, now I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm going back to being quiet. Oh, well, thank you for, thank you for what you've, uh, what you've done so far and what you continue to do and what you bring to the show every, oh, every week. Like I said, you, you prove that you prove that this is a, this is a two man operation uh, or two person operation. I mean, don't let me get too, too uh, moving on generalized here. Moving but, on. Oh yeah. yeah John. Yeah. 
Yeah. I got nothing. So. I got nothing. I, I Anyhow. Wanna, I don't want to get into, into a whole big thing here. Oh, but. come on. Take a little compliment where you can. And oh, okay. just... I'll take the compliment. I'll take the compliment. Good. Good. I... It's every time I look at, at this screen, though, I, I swear it looks like I've got a microphone in front of me. <laughs> Think about it. It's, it's what it looks like. It looks like I got a mic. Doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. If anybody's looking at this, it doesn't hurt. It's just. It comes, it goes, it's sore, it's all on the inside, it's swelling, it's healing, it's unswelling, it's. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't expect me. to hear from you until sometime late in the week next week to tell you the truth yeah I, I should be fine in a couple of days the way it's been going it's kind of pretty much the way the doc the doctor told me i would be i would feel good on friday and she was right and that mm -hmm. saturday and sunday would be miserable and she was right so uh, as soon as we're done here it is literally straight to a prone position I'll be lying yeah. down somewhere. There you go. Somewhere. I will probably have my legs propped up myself here. Just uh, <sighs> listen to listen to us and uh, listen to us whine and, here at the end of the show. Good God! Oh, I know. Hey, it sucks. For those of you who have not gotten to this point, getting old does suck. It sucks. Oh yeah, There's, especially. Uh, Especially if you've lived a young man's life for the first 40 or 50 years of your life. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. You've uh, all of a sudden things, uh, things shift into another gear and uh, you get not, to, uh, you're not, you get to a point where what, you reach a point where what hasn't fallen off hurts like hell. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. All right. So okay. we're, I can't wait for Shaletta to call in because she's a radio professional and she's going to. And yeah. speak. Boy, I tell you, you timed that just perfectly. So let's bring, uh, let's bring her right into the conversation without, without, uh, without hesitation. Hello, Shaletta. Hey, fellas, y'all are live from the ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com studios. I want to remind everyone of that. He is. Hello. There is two. There are two of those. You realize that, right? I'm I'm here in the northern end of the ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com studio. So it's 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 far reaching. Well, I'm so is glad you're here. I don't even remember how did we meet. How did I get hooked up with two old white guys that fell in love with me and I fell in love with them? I don't even remember how this all got orchestrated. Well, I see. Well, it was, it all started way back when, you know, after George Floyd and we, I reached out and you were on the radio and talking about all the idiots that were sending all those racist messages and what have you. And I said, do me a favor, send me a few of those here. Let me let me uh, let me deal with these individuals. <laughs> One thing kind of led to another, and here we are now. 
And just recently, it has come to this, just recently where the kids come to the wedding, Brandon is our ring bearer, Cameron is our flower girl, Andrew is our photographer. Wonderful. It was a wonderful time. And we were so honored that you asked us to be a part of that. Um, you know, the kids were looking forward to it. They got their flowers and they chopped them all up and they were so excited. They really were. And and they just felt so honored and they got all dressed up and put on the Easter clothes and we headed on over to the wedding. We were just it was their first time being in a wedding. You know, I you know, I don't let my kids go around a lot of people. You know, we don't get out the house much, so so that was a, a big deal for them to be at the wedding and to even be a part of. Well, when you get out of the house, you indeed get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's talk. Let's 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 talk about the, this this trip to Texas. Loaded up the fan the uh I, I, I hate to say it, but the first thing that comes to mind is the family truckster. But uh, <laughs> We call it the Brundage bus. Thank you. It does have a name. Okay. Well, there you go. Thank you. Yours was better than mine. <laughs> but uh, you, you did something that was utterly amazing. Utterly amazing. So uh, I want you to tell us about, uh, about everything, how this all came to be and... Uh, and how was it down there? What was the atmosphere like down there? Um, we uh, saw it on the news, like everybody else, uh, were mortified and horrified by um, what happened to those poor children and those teachers. Um, and, you know, we just, you know, thoughts and prayers are awesome. You know, they have their place. But at some point, you have got to do something to try to bring light to darkness. And the thing about darkness is the only thing that can drive out darkness is light. And so I, you know, called Sean, my ex-husband, and was like, we got to get this RV down to Uvalde to donate books to these children. I had read a story um, that there was a summer reading program at the library there. The town is very small, so everybody knows everybody. You know, it's not like... You know, if a school shooting happens in Minneapolis or Houston or Chicago, you may or may not know anybody. But every single family, every single person, every single business, every individual in Uvalde was impacted by this. And so the one library in the town was having a summer reading program for elementary school students who attended Rob Elementary. And I I just was like, I got to do something. I want to show these kids that somebody cares. So I got a thousand copies of Brandon's book, Brandon Spicy's Sign, my new autism book. We loaded it up in the RV. That's it. And we took it One, down. Baby. Yes, we took it down um, to Uvalde. But on the way to Uvalde, I stopped at my parents' house in Houston to drop off the kids and rest and that kind of thing. And while I was in Houston, so many of my friends that I grew up with and family members wanted to help, wanted to donate more books. And so I was like, okay, well, we're going to have a book drive. And I don't know one bookstore in Houston, but this is how the Lord works. I was praying and um, called the first place that popped up, which is a, a, a little indie bookstore called Buy the Book in the Woodlands. And I was like, okay, you don't know me, ma'am. 
um, may I speak to the owner? She was like, I am the owner. I said, okay, um, I would like to hold a book drive at your location tomorrow between one and four. Um, I promise I'm not the crazy lady. Um, and, uh, and I promise I won't rob you. Can I please? And you know, after I told her all that, and this woman doesn't know me from Adam, this is how you know it was the Lord. She said, that sounds like a great idea. So I pull the RV up front. She had a sign and everything out there. She had a conference room waiting on me. God bless Miss Abby at Buy the Books in the Woodlands. And um, and people, and, and now mind you, you know me, I like to get on TV and say, hey, we're over here, we're doing this. Or get on the radio or the newspaper and say, hey, we're over here and doing this. And I thought, well, surely, you know, I worked at two TV stations in Houston. One of them is going to show up and let the town know that I'm collecting books for kids in Uvalde and a bunch of people are going to come and donate books. I could not buy my way on TV. And Damn. I said, okay, Lord, you're going to have to bless this. And just through social media posts, um, folks start showing up and you, John and your wife, um, you know, people in Minnesota who saw that we were doing a book drive was like, why didn't you do one before you left? We want to donate. And, and we were trying to figure out at the bookstore how to do that. And, and the owner said, well, let's just do gift cards. They can buy the gift cards from us. And then you can just go shopping and buy books. In addition to the 1000 books that we donated from Brandon's, um, sponsor's sign, there were five cases of books that were purchased at by the books in the woodlands last Sunday from one to four by people in Minnesota who bought gift cards, people in Houston. My sister drove all the way from Austin to buy books. And let me tell y'all something. We took them books there to Uvalde and they told us that was the largest book donation in the library's history. Fantastic. Well, Absolutely. Fantastic. They needed like it. they said, I did. I, I looked at, uh, I looked at my uh, did a little Google search there on uh, on uh, Google Maps. That's a hell of a drive. Yeah, you know. Uh, but, the- pray for Sean. Pray for Sean, because I'm gonna tell you what he. You know, I told him he could divorce me, but he still got to drive me to my community projects. I'm sorry, I don't know unless he finds some other sucker to get on the hook. He's still on the hook to drive the damn RV. Sean, if you're listening, damn it, let's get. <laughs> If I can, if I can, after nine years, I don't want it to take nine years. And if you tell me to mind my own business, too bad. I'm still not going to. <laughs> but, I'm not even going to try. That's a waste of breath. Thank you. If if it took me nine years to correct a mistake, damn it, you guys are, are fabulous. Sean, I've never actually met the man in person, but from what I have seen, he's a, he's a saint. And I don't like, I don't throw that word around very often and uh damn it you two just need to that's all the look at him ed all in people's business we're supposed to be talking about books and he he over here coming doing marriage counseling well he's damn right he's doing what he can he's been uh nursing me through the day and now he's gonna he's gonna get you through the last couple minutes here it's uh he's carried the whole (laughs) show himself today it's been difficult for me to speak I'm so sorry to hear that prayers of healing. Oh my goodness, prayers of healing for you. She went out for a night on the town on a Wednesday night and started shooting off his mouth at some bar. Somebody had enough of it, went pop. Well, that Girl Scout was a lot tougher than she looked. 
no, that reminds no. me of that movie Dodgeball when they played the Girl Scouts and lost, and the Girl Scouts were taking hormone replacement therapy. They had mustaches and couldn't pass the drug test, so they wind up going to the next round. That must be the Girl Scouts that you hooked up with. That's it. <laughs> No, in all honesty, he had a little bit of oral surgery here, uh, and uh, he, 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 I, I was surprised he, uh, when he uh, said, well, I'll be here, we'll muddle through this. What a trooper. I don't yeah. show up to CCO radio, if I think I might feel sick, you know, if I just, hey, something ain't right, I ain't going, so God yeah. bless you, I don't have that kind of dedication in my heart. But then again, all I had to do was walk into the next room, so it's not like I had to travel far. Well, okay. You're still broadcasting remotely, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but that. Uh, listen, I am. I want to tell you, I am so proud of you, and so proud of the what you've done. This, uh, I'm telling you, this, this, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy wonderful. Number one book. Number one. Number one kids book on number Amazon. Number one. Number yeah. one. What? That ain't nothing but the Lord. Because let me tell you something. I'm self-published. Ed. I got a little boutique publishing house in St. Paul on West 7th Street that, you know, helps me put my books out. I don't have any big back. And I'm not with, you know, Penguin Random House or Scholastic, you know, and, and I don't have any, you know, big time marketing campaign. I, I just pray and keep pushing and pressing and, and trying to move in, in the direction where the Lord leads me. And I had nothing to do with this. I Shaletta, was minding my own I, business. And next thing I know, I got a number one book. If I may, you've got something uh, none of those big corporations have, and you've got a heart the size of Minnesota. Thank you. So, so that's, yes, I mean, I, I watch it from a distance. I'm not up close like John is and, uh, you know, I, and I, I'm just, every time I see your name pop up, I am so thoroughly impressed with, with everything. And, uh, well, once I retire, maybe I'll drive the bus for you. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I do have the proper license. So there you too, go. but she's seen me drive cabs. So <laughs> she yeah. so right. well. You have been scratched off the list. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> But, well, well, I hate to be the guy to do this, but we're coming up on the... Uh... I know, y'all got the time limit. I just want to say I love you guys, and I'm so grateful for your support. I don't Thank know you, where Shaletta. my family would be without you, and I'm so glad God put us in each other's paths, and we are forever linked and connected. Well, thanks for joining Thank us so today, Shaletta. We'll see you again soon. Good everybody. Talk to you later. The wonderful Shaletta Brundage. What do we got time-wise here? Uh, we got uh, about a minute. About a minute. Well, hopefully next week you'll be uh, you'll be feeling better, and we'll be able to. Uh, you you disagreed with me a little bit about uh, about gas prices, so I want I want you to bring your arguments because we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, uh, next week. Mm-hmm. So until then. No, no, no. I don't, think it's don't not, yet. Yet. Not, not yet. yet. You'll know when. I will. You will. You will. Oh, you'll promise be, uh... me pro make promises like that, damn it. Do you know? 
uh, it's, you're you're gonna do fine. And again, we want to thank Shaletta for for spending a little bit of her precious time with us. And uh, you know, go out and buy the book, kids and kittens. By the by, the way, Shaletta, if you're listening, our, Lori's already looking for autographs uh, on these books that she bought. You know, I have never asked for an auto in all my time taking celebrities and whatnot in the cab. I have never once asked for nor, an autograph. Nor should you. Absolutely. Nor, nor should you. But, uh... Right, well, that time, folks. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you again next week. Thanks for joining us. For that guy, Ed Van Ness... I'm John Shannon. I got the money. See ya! The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there.